Good day, everyone. Welcome to Live with Doug. It is Freeform Friday. We got all kinds of things to talk about. In particular, I have a uh, tool that I think is going to be very useful for some of you, at least, who uh, have to lead a group, including a group of one, <laughs> into uh, decision-making. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Thanks for the kind words, everybody. Uh, yeah, so if you uh, got here early enough, uh, we that's the uh, debut of Gabe's most recent song. Uh, it's not available yet, and I'm not sure when it will be available, except for right here at the beginning of, uh, of this video. So uh, you may have picked up by the lyrics. So uh, Gabe got married, right, three weeks ago, yesterday. And, of course, one of the things that uh, we typically do at receptions is the father-daughter dance and the mother-son dance. So a few weeks ago, well, it's been months now, uh, my wife kept asking my son, Gabe, you know, what, what are we going to dance to? And Gabe said, I got something. Well, what she did not know was he was writing that song. And uh, it was pretty fascinating. It came down to just a, uh, about a month out, and he just couldn't get the lyric right. He wasn't, wasn't happy with it. And uh, so he, he thought he might have to punt. Then he called me downstairs one day to the studio and said, Dad, I think I got it. And he started playing it. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. So he, uh, he recorded it, and then he got a cold. And uh, the problem is my wife was working from home a lot <laughs> during that time, so it's hard to get her, uh, get her out of the house so he could uh, finish recording, especially the vocals. Anyway, he did that, and then I had, a, I had two days to mix it and get it to him in, uh, in Omaha. And uh, anyway, so we kept it secret from my wife. And uh, just as it came time for the uh, mother-son dance, I looked at her and <laughs> I said, you better grab a wad of tissues. And uh, as soon as she heard, if, if you go back and listen to it at the very beginning, uh, that's from a, a home video we did um, 16, 17 years ago probably, uh, where I had all my children say some special things uh, about their mom for Mother's Day. And so that's me asking Gabe you know, to say Happy Mommy's Day. And so as soon as she heard that, she uh, she started crying and he started crying and everybody in the whole place started crying. It was great. So anyway, uh, I'm partial, of course, but I love that song and someday we'll get it out for the broader public. So there you go. Uh, something else I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you may have seen me here uh, drinking from my, my mug. Ah, it's a good mug. Uh, so this is the uh, the one that Edgar sent to me. I mentioned this uh, Monday, I think it was, Tuesday, sometime recently. Anyway, so a few people have mentioned because of a Facebook post that uh, we should get some of these made up and uh, hand them out to sell them for cross crown folks. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, on the You can't see this well, but on the, uh, the back of the mug here, Edgar put a few of the sayings or principles that I guess he hears from me a lot. Stick to the text. Uh, don't read the writings of men. No commentaries allowed. <laughs> Some of those kind of things. So what I'm thinking about is let's, uh, yeah, exactly, Jeff, uh, J Doug and a bug. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Think about uh, making some of these up and trying to think through what what is the, what's the, the, the aphorism? What's the, the saying that you would want to see on the mug if you were going to get one? And my thought is, it could be a conversation starter with people who are around, people who are visiting, maybe you buy it for gifts. But is there, is there a, a principle that we talk about here, um, uh, a, a saying that you would want somebody else to see that might spark a conversation to help people think through the, the kinds of things that we are concerned about? 
that's that's what I'm interested in. I'm not simply interested in promoting it. I'm I'm not actually crazy about my mug on a mug. Uh, although I do kind of like that picture, <laughs> the one that I use in my profile picture. Uh, anyway, so uh, I will do this. I'll, I'll let you know how down the road. And if you have suggestions, go ahead and put them in the comments and I'll try to remember them. But um, here in the next little while, uh, we'll, I want feedback and input from you all and think through kind of cleverly and succinctly what saying might go well on a mug that would get other people to think about the kind of stuff we think about. All right, so Jeff says, stick to the text, do not start with the system. Um, yeah, something along those lines, maybe stick to the text uh, is, is a good one. Anyway, I just wanna get your creative juices flowing there and, uh, and we'll talk more about it as time goes on. Um, all right, so I wanna talk about thinking, oh, actually there's one other thing I wanna mention. Did you see the, uh, uh, I think on X, there's a guy named, I think it's Rowan, Chung, Rowan Chang, I don't know how to say his name, and I'm sorry, I'm butchering it probably. Uh, he's an AI guy, and he was yesterday listing off a bunch of AI advancements, and apparently there is soon to be released a skin cancer detector that is like 96, 97% accurate. It's driven by AI and and can determine whether the the marks on your body are, are skin cancer, something like that. I didn't look at it uh, carefully. But I just saw enough to think, as we've been talking about the 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 kingdom and the and the prosperity and the benefits and the 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 blessings the Lord continues to pour out on us, AI is going to be a big part of this. And imagine, uh, I don't, you know, skin cancer. I don't hear about a lot of people. <laughs> Sorry. <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Ken's comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think that one's going to make the cut. <laughs> um, those who are on YouTube can can see his <laughs> his comment, and yeah, you'll have to go back and watch all the Romans videos to see where that one came from. Woo! Yeah, taken out of context, that one uh, would add a different uh, different twist to the whole thing. Anyway, AI, skin cancer. There's some exciting things coming. All right. So first of all, uh, just something that's been on my mind in the last couple of weeks is thinking about becoming better at learning. And what I have observed from many of the comments on the series that I recorded for you, uh, that, uh, that we took a break from Romans, the, uh, the kingdom in the last days, uh, there were a lot of great questions, great comments, observations along the way. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and our, um, our uh, partners discussion. I'm sure there'll be some lively discussion there and some good questions there. But I also saw just a lot of people that they had no intention of watching the videos to learn anything. They have already made up their mind. And, you know, some of them are probably reacting just to the title or the thumbnail. They flip through, I can see you know, how long people watch, how many minutes of the video people watch. And a lot of these folks just kind of flip through, no doubt to try to grab something they think I am saying and then write a paragraph or two or 10 sometimes uh, of uh, objection and correction to what I'm teaching. What I didn't see a lot from people who disagreed with me 
was a an interaction with the text itself. You know what I mean? People who challenged me, people who disagreed with me did not say, no, as I'm studying along with you in Daniel or in Matthew, I think you got this interpretation wrong from Daniel or Matthew. And I've experienced this through my whole ministry. I'm sure you've experienced it as well. People, we are, we are, we're prideful and well, let me, let me, um, let me flip it around as a positive thing. If you want to learn, which is what we should all want to do, you hear something that is from a different perspective. Um, Caitlin says, for me, the podcast is clocking. Does that say glitching? Is it glitching? Uh, is anybody else having a, having issues? Uh, oh, it looks like on YouTube, did it start over? Uh, I, so I just refreshed. Um, so maybe Caitlin try refreshing and see if that works. Uh, Jeff says, how can we disagree with you? If you're sticking to the text, I feel your humility and sticking to the text and confirming was good. Sure. Um, I mean, obviously I'm trying to stick to the text and just show you what's in the text, but, uh, as a teacher, I am drawing conclusions. Uh, and it is, uh, you know, I'm going to draw wrong conclusions for sure. Uh, I think, I mean, we all, we all do that. Uh, the point is we should all want to learn when you hear a perspective that is new to you or different from what you, you know, different from the position you currently hold, you should want to learn, learn that perspective. If our attitude is I'm going to just go and, and disagree with everyone that I hear and I'm going to blast them and, um, uh, you know, I, I, nope, that's not what I thought it was. So I'm going to, challenge you and so on, uh, we're never going to learn anything. So first of all, I think we have to approach every subject and certainly every text that we're studying with the attitude of my current understanding of this text may be wrong. And I, I mean that when you read the scripture, you're going to learn more if you, if you read through, say, you know, Romans 14, which we'll get back to on Monday, right? If you read through Romans 14 and 15, it's the stronger brother, weaker brother text. You should read it this weekend. And you should start with, my current understanding of this chapter may be incorrect. Because one of the things that helps us do is not seek to defend our position. We do that sometimes even just reading by ourselves, don't we? I think I know what this means. I have a position I hold on this. So I'm going to read it to find confirmation that I'm right. You will learn far more if you think, let me see if I can find confirmation that I'm wrong. Let me see if I can find an objection to what I think it means. And a practice that I have used for a long decades is a position I disagree with, I want to know that position 
better than the person who's arguing for it. Because in my view, if I'm going to disagree with this position, I need to really understand it. And so I try to get into the shoes of the person. I, I will, and sometimes, and this has driven people mad and it's gotten me in trouble over the years, but there have been times in, uh, in discussions, debates, I've taken a position that I don't hold. I've done this in elders meetings or with other elders and caused some strife because they thought I was serious. But I would take a position I don't hold and argue as passionately and persuasively as I can because I want to see what the, the response is. I want to see what the, fee, the, the pushback is. And if the challenges to that position that people are throwing at me are not sound and reasonable, that causes me to say, hmm, I just came up with a good argument for this position, which I do not hold. And the opposition I'm seeing is pretty weak. What am I meant? Maybe this is the, the right position. And again, sometimes I've done that in a setting where uh, someone thought I had just totally jumped, you know, jumped off the, the ship <laughs> kind of thing. It's just been my practice. I want to know, if I disagree with you, I want to really know your position well. And what that does is it helps you find the holes in the argument. But if you just say, nope, that's not what I believe and I'm going to fight you on it, you're never going to learn anything. I have changed my position. For instance, Romans 7. Uh, and in the, the church that I most recently was a pastor of, and I was there for 23 years, when I first came as a brand new pastor of that church, I taught through Romans, just like we're doing now. And I got to chapter 7, and I taught the traditional Reformed view that that is Paul as a Christian. And I had some people challenge me on it. And I, at that time, was not really interested in hearing their challenges. I was committed and confirmed. Plus, I just taught on it. So, you know, I, I have the pride of, I've already put it out there that this is my view. And then a couple years later, when I wasn't in the midst of teaching it, that was part of a, a broader challenge that came to me. And so I took the other side. And as I dug in... I remember one day it just all clicked that, of course, this can't be Paul speaking as a believer. As I sought to understand that opposing view, I was actually persuaded by it. And I learned. And that opened the floodgates to really just dive into lots of presuppositions to the reformed thinking that I had been tutored in and so on. So anyway, I just want to encourage you. Be a learner. Be a constant learner. The scripture and everything else in the world. Be a student of life. And assume the possibility that you are wrong in your current understanding. And when you come up against something you don't agree with, take the other side. Just, I'll leave it here, but if you are arguing with a pro-abortion friend or family member and you don't know their arguments, you're never going to come uh, to a place where, where you're persuasive. 
Now, I would agree that abortion is murder. But if I'm debating this with a, a family member, friend, who doesn't think it's murder, who doesn't think that's a life at all, calling it murder is never going to lead us to a good discussion because we're talking past each other that they don't believe it's murder because they don't believe it's a life. I would encourage you, get in their mindset, ask questions, find out what is their argument. What do they believe? And argue, at least in your own head, argue their position for them. It will help expose the holes in the argument, the assumptions where then you can steer the conversation. I know that's a weighty and emotional issue, but I'm just saying uh, Christians, a lot of Christians are really bad at arguing for pro-life because we don't really understand the argument on the other side. All right. Uh, well, that went a little longer than I expected, but uh, let me uh, let me share with you a tool changing gears here a little bit. Uh, catch up on a couple comments. Uh, Ron and Teresa, Ron on the Facebook says we need to be marked by humility. Yeah, absolutely. Ken says, I learned some classical dispensational guys think there's two gospels. They didn't convince me with their scriptures. Yeah, but uh, I would I would suggest if you uh, if you're serious about understanding their position. It takes time, it takes work, but dive in and really understand why. And don't don't start reading it for the purpose of defeating it. Understand and get to a place where you could argue for their position and you'll be in a much better setting to point out where they're wrong. Jeff says, the body of sin will usually lean towards error, but by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit can reveal truth. Yeah, and he's given us minds, right? He's given us minds uh, empowered by that Spirit to think well. Uh, Caitlin says, must be the new updates on my Android phone that's causing it to be glitchy. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Uh, Dale says, but Doug, I'll get more TikTok followers if I reveal that everyone who disagrees with me is actually on Satan's payroll. <laughs> should, we, should we put that on the mug? <laughs> All right, so changing gears completely. Have you, uh, have you, I'm sure, uh, we've all been in situations where we have a decision to make, and I say we as in, in a group, although this will work for individuals as well, but it's especially helpful in a setting of uh, a group. It can be a group of two, you know, you and your spouse, you and your friend, your brother, sister, whatever. Uh, it could be a small group, could be a, a, a business group. Uh, I use this tool with my elders and my staff when I was uh, in the traditional model pastoring. Uh, I've used it for our family for, for years for a variety of things. So I'm an idea guy. Every day I have a new idea that's going to change the world. And, uh, you know, I throw those out. And I remember early on in, uh, in our marriage, my wife <laughs> kind of freaked out because every day I had a new big idea. And <laughs> she took me seriously, thought I was going to actually go down this path. And the next day it'd be a new idea. Oh, wait, now we're going down this path. And uh, finally, she realized, you know, until I actually start implementation and taking measures to go down this path, I, I'm, I have no intention of going down the path, but I like to dream about that path a little bit. But when it comes time to making decisions, uh, I came across a tool years ago that I found profoundly helpful to think through decision making. And so I want to share it with you and encourage you to give it some thought. 
and see if it's something you want to apply to your own decision making. And especially again, if you are part of a group of any size that has to make groups, it's called the six thinking hats. And let me put this up here for you. I hope you all can see that. Uh, Can you see that on Facebook and uh, on the videos well enough? Uh, If you just look up six thinking hats, you'll find a variety of images that people have created. I forget which website I got this off of or I'm showing you actually live. Um, So I'll walk through the basic principle, but I want to show you. So six thinking hats. And uh, in in our staff meetings, uh, we almost got, uh, we, we almost bought these colored hats, but instead we, we made some up on paper to, uh, to throw them out. So let me, uh, let me, let me kind of talk through these. Uh, and let me do this via a working example. So uh, Gabe and I, as you know, Gabe joined me uh, in, uh, in the live stream back in December, and we did a, a couple of uh, episodes together. Well, he had said before that and has uh, said since then, you know, we should do a, we should do a podcast together, Dad. And we've tossed it around just a little bit, but if we were get, to get serious about doing it, we have a decision to make or several decisions to make about that, right? So if we were serious about it, we would, we would take this approach and use these six thinking hats to make the decision. So the first place we would start is you see the green hat, right? Sort of the top left hat, and you see their uh, creativity. Ideas, alternatives, possibilities, lateral thinking. That's taken, by the way, this is a, this is a guy named Edward De Bono, I think is his name. Uh, I think he's a British guy. I don't know if he's still alive. I don't know how old he is. I, I can't endorse anything he's ever done. I'd, I've read one book, which was had some really great stuff in it and some not great stuff in it. And I don't, th- don't know anything about his organization. Um, but uh, this stuck to, out to me and I've used it effectively. So that's, that's uh, it's his, this is his, tool. So the green hat, green hat is, as it says, creativity, where you're sharing ideas. Uh, Okay, so Gabe and I are gonna do a podcast. This is hypothetical. And we decide, yeah, let's talk about it. All right. So now we'd get out a whiteboard or a big piece of paper and say, all right, let's throw down all the ideas we can think of, of what we might do with the podcast. In other words, what, what, ta- what, what's the purpose? What's the description? What, what kind of podcast would it be? And you can imagine it's going back and forth with, we could do a, a father son relationship podcast or a, uh, a husband and wife, cause he's married now. So we could talk about being married, a uh, music, right? We could do a podcast on, on music, or we both like technology or business. He's got his business going and we are continuing to develop the business plan, all that, we could do a, a, a business podcast or, you know, all those things. So we would write all those ideas down. And then we would pick one. And let's say it was, let's say it was the music. I uh, see Ken there says music. Let's say we decided to do a music podcast. All right. So it, that's the one Whoops, we chose. Now we would switch to the, the yellow hat. And I'm partially colorblind, but it it looks orange to me. But anyway, though, it's sort of that bottom right one where it says benefits. This is the yellow hat, and that's where you say, okay, we're we're going to talk about a uh, a music podcast. What is good about that idea? Why is that a good thing? What are the benefits of us doing a uh, a music podcast? 
well, we would enjoy it. We can help people understand how music works. Uh, we could help uh, other musicians think through how to write songs. Obviously, uh, Gabe is a, I would say, a very proficient songwriter, and, and I've written some songs over the years. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Cross the Crown music EP we did a long time ago, we've got five songs in there. I wrote or co-wrote most of them. Uh, I'm pretty pl pleased with it. Uh, it's, called, just, uh, it's called You Are Exalted. Look it up. Uh, so we could talk about songwriting. Uh, we could talk about playing the guitar. We could talk about arranging music, right? We could be a benefit. We could be a blessing to a lot of musicians uh, thinking through these things. We could talk about uh, how overtly Christian should you, should you be, you know, or, or trying to uh, write songs that everybody would enjoy and then steering that toward a Christian uh, gospel presentation, whatever. I mean, we could just, so the, the yellow hat is, we're talking about all the benefits of doing this music podcast. Then after we get those all out, uh, then we go to the black hat. See that on the right there, the black hat, it says caution. Now we talk about all the negatives. What are the, what are the reasons not to do this? Why is this a bad idea? Well, it would cost a lot of money to do a podcast. Now, as soon as a, a statement like that is made, we would go to the white hat, although it looks gray on this picture because it's a white background, but that the one directly across from the black hat, the white hat where it says facts, that's where we say, okay, hold on. Let's just look up the cost of producing a podcast. Or in our case, since I already do one, I can share. Actually, we use, uh, if you use something like uh, Spotify for podcasters, it's completely free. That's, a, that's just a factual, that's not a benefit or a detriment, it's not a good thing or a bad thing, it's not pro against, it's just a fact. You could do a podcast for free. Well, isn't it expensive to have recording equipment? You can record it on your phone, mo most phones these days for free. Now, if you want a microphone and, and a better camera, then yeah, it's gonna cost you, but you can do it with, you can do it with your phone for free for, for the cost that you already paid to, to get that phone. Do you need lighting? Maybe. Well, we can again go look up how much lighting for a, a podcast would cost just to just to get an idea. And so those are facts. So we talk about the white hat, we just give some facts, and then we come back to more of the black hat. Okay, what are some other negatives? Well, it would take time. And we don't have the time. Well, then now we switch, we put our white hats on and say, okay, let's go look at our schedules. When could we do it? We could do it on Saturday morning. Then we put our black hats on. Okay, we did it Saturday morning. The cost there would be we'd have to give up hiking or whatever because we have to commit to do it every every Saturday. You see the point, right? Uh, you go through the all the negatives, and you're writing all these down. You're writing the on when you have the yellow hat on. You're writing all the positives. When you're writing uh, wearing your black hat, you're writing all the negatives, so you can see all of these things. Then there are some other hats. Uh, there's the uh, the blue hat, which is just the process, and that's the actual process of going through this discussion. So somebody says wait a minute, are we, are we actually uh, thinking about um, doing this now or what? I don't know. Yeah, that one doesn't come up very often, but it's, it's thinking about the thinking, think about the process you're going through as a group. There's the red hat. Uh, you know, what does everybody feel about this decision? Uh, what are your intuitions? Are people going to like it? People not going to like it? Those kind of things. So 
here's why uh, I have found this to be helpful. First of all, I think when we have a group decision to make like this, I, I think it, it's not, typically we don't think through things very well. Maybe you do a pro-con list, right? Uh, pluses and minuses kind of thing, but that's about it. But here's, here's what I think. If it's my idea, then I tend to wear the yellow hat through the whole discussion. If, if, we, if we didn't have this plan, if we just sat down and you know, Gabe and I were talking about doing a podcast and if it were my idea, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking through this, I'm dreaming through rose-colored glasses, it's gonna be great. We're gonna change the world with this podcast. And if it's my idea, I don't tend to think about all the reasons why this could be a bad idea. Conversely, what I have found in my marriage, in my family, in churches that I've led, in other groups that I've led, I've led, again, uh, staff, elders, whole congregations through, through using this, uh, this tool. Without the tool, what I have found is for most of the people, if it's not their idea, they live with the black hat. You hardly get the idea out of your mouth and people are sh shutting it down. I joke with my wife that uh, she just has black hat sewed on her head and uh, it, it, it's just permanently there. I had a guy on my uh, staff, one of the pastors, uh, when I was pastoring, same thing. It's like, you are Mr. Black Hat. That's all you do. Every idea that anybody has, you're going to shoot it down immediately. You never get a chance to actually get it out there and discuss it and see if we want to do this. And so by having this tool, when it's time to put on the green hat, and just share ideas, no idea is a bad idea, everything is worth hearing. What you find is ideas that would never have been spoken come out. Let's say your family is thinking about going on vacation, right? We're gonna go on vacation this summer. Pull the whole family together. All right, put your green hats on everybody. Where do we wanna go on vacation? And just let everybody throw out the craziest ideas you'll find you'll get way more input if you open the opportunity. And that's the only thing we're discussing right now is just all the ideas that come to mind. And nobody gets to say, no, that's too expensive or that's too far away, whatever. Nope, any idea, we're putting it down on the board. And then you pick one. All right, we're gonna go to, um, we're gonna go to the Creation Museum in, was it Kentucky? Ohio, I forget where it's at, right in that area. <clears throat> we're gonna, let's, let's, let's consider the Creation Museum. All right, everybody put on their yellow hats. Everybody in the family has to wear a yellow hat now, figuratively speaking. And you have to share why this is a good idea. And it puts everyone in the frame of mind of actually considering how fun it would be to go to the Creation Museum. Oh, we get to see this great place. The ark is open now. We can go see that. We can drive by grandma's house on the way because it's on the way. Uh, we can, uh, there's a great hotel there. It's, I don't know, you can just throw out all these ideas. And if you force people to take a positive view, you're going to find even people who tend to be negative, like my w black hat friend or my wife. They come up with reasons why it's good. They're, they, they're a little more objective. And they know black hat time's coming. <laughs> so they're going to get to voice their, their opposition. But our whole emotional, I don't know if that's even the right word, our attitude shifts when we are forced to say, is this possibly a good idea? Let me, let me see, let me be honest with why this could be a good idea. And then you say, okay, now everybody put on your black hats. 
What are the negatives? Why is this a bad idea? And now even, you know, if it's my idea, now I have to be forced to look at the reality and say why this may not work or why this may be this or that or the other thing. And then you've got the factual questions, right, of how much it's going to cost, where you're going to stay, and that's where you put on the white hat. And, okay, let's, let's dig into the details. I'll just tell you, uh, for me, it has been so effective in leading groups through decision-making where we take a much more objective look at the possibilities and the negatives. And the whole conversation is done more objectively than typical. And everyone feels a sense of ownership of the decision that's made. And even if they came at it sort of negatively, the fact that they had to vocalize some positives, they're, they're, they don't carry that negative forward. And then sometimes it often happens, the negatives, the black hats win, and you realize, yeah, this is just a bad idea. And here's, here are all the reasons why. So anyway, I would encourage you, uh, look up the six thinking hats and just maybe that, you know, find the chart that I just put up here. Um, you don't need more than that. You don't really even need DeBono's description of it because uh, he's using it for business primarily, I think, but it, it could be used for a variety of things. Maybe just use it yourself when you have decisions because it makes you look at the, the positives and the negatives, the facts, all that. So I have found it very effective. I would encourage you to uh, give it a try. And, and people are going to think you're crazy. Your family's going to think you're crazy. If you pull it out, your team's going to think you're kind of crazy. But you get into it a few times and they will say, oh, I see. Uh, Sunday, Sunday Life there's a SWAT. Yeah, we use that as well. That's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I have found the six thinking hats actually much more useful with teams. First of all, it's easier to get around in your thinking. But I don't know. I just found it better. All right, a couple of comments here. Let me, Andy says, uh, I think you're a new commenter. Welcome. Uh, would you say in disagreements with others, sometimes there are more basic or root beliefs that need to be understood before debating the current topic? Um, going back, obviously, something we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, I think it's always good to peel back to prior understandings, to first principles, Yes. Yes, because you're trying, we all come at debates and disagreements with assumptions. So absolutely, if we can get to assumptions and, and those presuppositions we're bringing to the discussion, you're going to be in a better place to debate the current topic. Yeah, very good. Jeff says, uh, music is powerful. I was even thinking that from now on, uh, oh, the song from now on by Hugh Jackson seems to be accidentally almost perfect in the context of thinking about Jesus as our forever home. I'll have to listen to that again and listen to the lyrics. I don't uh, know the lyrics well enough. Uh, Ken says, looks helpful to cover all angles and making decision. Yeah, it is very, very helpful. I encourage you to implement it. All right, we're going to call it there for the day. Have a great Friday and great weekend, partners. We'll see you tomorrow at, uh, I believe it's 1030 Mountain Time. You should have gotten an email about the uh, Zoom meeting. And uh, for the rest of you, we'll see you on Monday. By the way, uh, you can sign up today and be a partner. And uh, if I get your email, sign up today, I will uh, send you a link to the Zoom. Have a great weekend. God bless you. We will see you tomorrow or Monday. Take care.